This is It's Never Just a Game. I'm NJ Pesci. And I'm Greg Pesci. And welcome back to the show. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Hope it was wonderful. Your Hanukkah season as well was wonderful. We're coming to the new year. This is our last show before the new year. It is. So happy new year to everybody. And we'll talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions again. We mentioned it last time and a few things that's hap- that have happened to us this past week. We want to share, and there were conversations, Greg. We got some noise. Uh, our producer, Christian, uh, a number of his uh, friends who do listen to the show, so it's a younger demographic, which is someplace we should be playing a little more in, and uh, they were very excited by the show and wanted to know what is the business we were going to start next year. Well, first I'd say stay tuned, because they're, they're going to hear more, and soon. Can't give it all away right now. No, we can't. Because others could just run off and do it. They probably would try. Yeah. But not the same. <laughs> but they couldn't do it just like us. So, so yeah, so we have, we have whatever that business is going to be. We're going to work on that. There are a couple of ideas floating around right now. The other thing, Greg, we're talking for New Year's resolutions about doing things maybe you haven't done before. We're a little nervous to do. Skiing. Skiing is that thing for me, Greg. Yeah. So I've been told by a number of people. Um, so just so you know, we if we haven't mentioned it before, we are um, the product of New York City parents, and um, skiing wasn't something that they ever did, or maybe they did and we didn't know about it. I don't know if they skated either. No. I, I know I went skiing maybe in fourth grade um, with the Krieg family. Really? Yeah. So in New York? Yeah. I think when our parents left, so so it might have been, I might have been a little bit older. I might have been eight, Greg. So when eight eight years old might be third third grade right fourth grade, when our parents left on a cruise, yes, they left us with people. They did. I was with the Creeks. I was with the O'Connors. Yes, yes, you were. I was. And and, uh, and they took me skiing. I think it was a nod to our partial Irish roots for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Sam Creek, the dad, was a professor at at uh, SUNY New Paltz. No kidding. What did he teach? I don't know. I don't know. Um. But I went skiing then, and I really maybe went one other time. And then you and I tried a few times. Uh, one time. Yeah. One time at Sundance. And um, We just, saw Robert Redford that day. Do you remember? I do. I liked it because he was not taller than I was. No. And uh, getting to that story, we were in the lodge, and um, um, I think uh, he was standing behind us, and mm-hmm. our family was a little in- intrigued by him, looking at him. So when you and I skied, I think that we knew it was a problem when we get off the lift and we both fell. Yes. Because we just didn't know you have to actually stand up. We just kind of skis hit the ground. And yep. So I've been badgered. That's no other word for it. I've been badgered for decades now by my wife, who is a skier, to go skiing. And I have missed opportunities to learn how to ski in other places. Uh, when we were living in Germany, I should have learned then. We'd go to Austria. And um, my kids skied in some unreal places. Lech, Lech is how you say it, L-E-C-H, Lech, or Lech, Austria. Maybe the most beautiful place I've ever seen in the wintertime. Absolutely stunning. And I should have learned from Christina, the Austrian uh, ski instructor there, who Olivia had a problem with. <laughs> uh, she taught the kids to ski. I trust Olivia. So if she had a problem, there was something wrong with that yeah. person. Uh, there, I, let me just say it for the record, there's nothing wrong with Christina. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm, going, fam- I'm, going, I'm with you, Olivia. Given the family's listening. But Olivia said to me, Christina said to me, Olivia, you're not even trying. And I said, there's no way she said that to you. She didn't, but I know she's thinking it. <laughs> so I didn't learn to ski then. And so here now, so last year, Greg, uh, not last year, it's actually in March. 
right before they closed the mountain down for the COVID, um, I said to my wife, I'll take a ski lesson. That's nice. Now, I tell you, I, I hate, I've hated skiers my entire life. <laughs> I hate them because they're good at it. I hate them because they look good at it. I hate the way they dress. I hate the way, I hate, I hate the way they walk. I hate everything about it. And so, uh, and I've mentioned this in a million leadership trainings, talking about learning something new. And um, a long time ago, our stepmother said that pesky men. Oh, golly. Those are the, oh, golly. Yeah. She, she said that pesky men don't do anything athletically that, that they don't do well. That's why they never learn new things. Hmm. That's what she said. She had to I, I never saw her on the court with us. That dig in there. Yeah. I don't think you're dropping some shade. So I go and uh, Marianne calls uh, Solitude and says, I need a lesson for my husband. Can you find the most patient man you can possibly find <laughs> to help my husband learn to ski? And so I met Mike, who's been doing this for a very long time. He's probably been skiing and working at a golf course. He, in the summer, he works at golf courses. In the winter, he instructs skiing everywhere around the world. He's done it. He's probably, my guess is he's just under 70. He's in great shape. He's from Massachusetts. And, um, but we go, Greg. Okay. So I'm there. So I'm not sure you've ever been for ski lessons. I have not. Yeah. So I don't know what to do and I I don't know what's going to happen. I do know this though. I'm meeting him at 10 o'clock. There's a section that says private ski lessons over here, group lessons over here. And there's a lift over there. My wife is with me, Greg. She's supposed to be skiing. She's sitting with me at the picnic table and I have to ask her, what are you doing? What are you doing here? What are you, my mom? <laughs> going to walk over there with the ski instructor thing? Have we told I this? have a theory that after three years of marriage, <laughs> after three years of marriage, your wife is now your mother. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you. <clears throat> Great lesson with the guy. It's wonderful. So now I went and I, and I buy things. I buy ski equipment, which my son Nello thinks is silly. <laughs> and I've gone once, but I'm buying ski stuff. And, and I walk from my ski lesson this week, Greg, I walk up. To the, um, to the area where I'm going to put my skis down, my poles down, and I say to Christian, right now, walking with my skis in my hand and my poles, no one knows I can't ski. <laughs> you look, you're I, looking cool. I look marvelous. <laughs> and uh, no one knows that I can't ski. And we had a great time. Unfortunately, I got cut short because it was crazy. The wind comes in, followed by hail, Greg, and then lightning strikes. That, that's wild. I was looking for the locust next. and. and <laughs> So, you know, we got that one cut short, but this is it. For the, for the new year, one of the things we talk about in, in leadership, one of the fatal flaws is not learning new things. Yep. But I had a lot of people, Greg, as I was mentioning earlier, a lot of people tell me, you can't do that. You can't learn you can't to ski, ski at no. your age. You won't be able to do it. It's not true. I don't know that I'll be able. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, you'll do it. But, but uh, I, I'm excited about it. It's awesome. And there'll be moments when it's hard. We know we talk about things that everything's a failure midway. Right now, I'm in the honeymoon. Uh, he got a little impatient with me. He wanted me to parallel ski on the first lesson. I thought, that's, that's hard. That's right. kind of hard. So I, I felt like I was making good progress. But in 2021, I'm going to do a few things I've never done before. I agree. I think there, we've been talking a little bit about some of the, about the, the three Bs that we've been thinking about and uh, about business, which I think Christian and his friends, just stay tuned. It's coming. Book. Is that and three is body, right? And I, I actually had you were out of town at the time. We'll, we'll follow up with them together. But I actually had a chance to speak with. What's fun about our um, about doing this is that we get to talk to a lot of different people 
and get to meet a lot of really cool people and make friendships. And I had a chance to speak with um, Steve Toschian of the U.S. Men's National Team, head performance yeah. specialist. Yeah. And because uh, I, I want to run, I don't want to do a marathon this year, but I want to run a half marathon this year. I've never done that before. I'm actually, I actually think I can. Yeah. I've just never done you it. You can. You've been running for a long time. I, right? I think I can, but but I want to actually do that. But I also want to actually um, have a chance to have someone like him. So we were bold enough to ask him about it, whether he would do something for people outside of the men's national team. Right. And, and actually, he's really passionate about this, and he wants to do that. So going to get a, a nutrition plan and a conditioning plan from somebody at that level that we'll both be able to do that with, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. He was really nice to take that yeah, I'm time. Sorry, sorry I missed that call. Oh, we'll just follow. We'll just have yeah. another one after the holiday. We're scheduled to have another one. So speaking of calls, we mentioned the fact that the other thing we're thinking about and working on right now is, is trying to do a sports documentary. And so <clears throat> Greg mentioned, I think, two shows ago that we were going to have a call with Leo Perlman. Yes, I did mention that. And we did, which is amazing again, Greg. Yep. I mean, I know that we're just name dropping. Yes. We're all just, we're just, we're just celebrity wannabes, <laughs> but this is a real dude, man. Yeah. And I mean, this is guy, I mean, he's doing movies. As I mentioned, James Corden is in his production company. They're doing movies with big stars. And on he, Netflix with big yeah. deals. And he's happy to chat with us. He was really, really nice to take that call for us, from us. Uh, just a, a really nice person and educated us. I mean, we learned more speaking to him for 20 minutes than I think we would have learned in years of studying on our own. He, he knows what he's doing, told us what we should be looking for, what, what we should be thinking about, and uh, he's just and he's just a nice, funny person too. What, what I was impressed with, Craig, besides the knowledge that he was imparting upon us, was the fact he had done some research about the topic we were interested in. Yeah. I mean, the dude did research on it. He did. I, I, I was stunned. Yep. By that. He wasn't like, tell me, ask me the question and I am the oracle and we'll tell you, which is true. But he actually had done some research and had some thoughts about what we're, we're doing. Yeah, that was shocked by that. Yeah, and he, and he was kind enough to say, which we'll be judicious about, but he was kind enough to say that as we move forward with the project, he would be okay with talking to us. Yeah, we'd have to have something to show him. Yeah. Something to say, hey, you know, just wasting my time. Now, we talk about, on It's Never Just a Game, this is about life, business, and sports. And, of course, um, Leo did the um, Sunderland Till I Die Netflix series and had done a lot of sports stuff. So, um, sports thing, he's into it. So, here's the interesting thing. We say it's never just a game. It means so much more. I was in New Hampshire <clears throat> with a client at the time of the call, and they were kind enough to give me that 30 minutes to go into another office where I could talk with Greg and with Leo about what it was we were doing. The guy's office is covered with Philadelphia Eagles paraphernalia. Yeah, I did notice that. I mean, on the desktop, his his mouse pad. He had a bunch of um, bunch of jackets and stuff. But up on the wall, he had a clock. Yeah, you could probably see that one, Greg. I could. Yeah. I could. So an Eagles clock, and and they're not Eagles fans in Nashua, New Hampshire. They're usually Patriots fans. But I think he's from that area. We're talking to Leo on video, and at the end of the thing, the final thing he says is. Get that Philadelphia Eagles stuff off the wall. <laughs> I can't look at it anymore. I'm a Giants fan. Yep. Just what you think. Does it? It's it's yep. it's, it's never just a game in in London or wherever saying that to us. Did you notice what, what was on his wall? 
I didn't. He had he had an Argentine jersey. Oh, oh yeah, no, in, in, in yeah. the blue and white, yeah, yeah, the light blue and white. It has to be Maradona. I, I I couldn't tell for sure, and we should have asked. It him. has to be. Yeah, because he did that film. Yeah, it must be that. Yeah, it was it was yes, interesting. I did, I did notice I, that. I, was, uh, I, I did notice that too as well. He had that yeah. on the wall. Uh, yes, he did. He could have anything he wants on the wall, of course. And he has that from the first film that they did, which I'm most encouraged by when he, when we interviewed him, uh, him saying that uh, he doesn't know what end of the camera you look through. Right. And so that's encouraging for us, Greg. Yes, it is, because I don't either. No, the technical competencies that we have. Or incompetencies, as the case may be. Staggering. So talking about doing new and different things in the new year, find out what it is that you're interested in. And and as we talked about, Greg, emphasizing last time, just start a business, do something, think about it. Don't be dependent on these things. Not trying to stress out Matt, my neighbor. <laughs> but but it, it, it's, it, you can start with other things like going skiing like doing some stuff that you've never done before. So wanted to share a thought. I was um, watching an interview of Gwen Stefani on the Howard Stern Show from a number of years ago. And as you know, Gwen Stefani is um, a musician, and she, um, she was in the group No Doubt. An interesting thing about her, when, when Stern was talking about her, she just said, I'm, I'm not a great singer. I'm really, I, I don't have a lot of range. I, I know what I do. I'm good at what I do. I mean, I'm not one of those great singers. But she's in No Doubt, and the group is with her brother, Eric, and a couple other guys, and she's in this group, and the rule was nobody could date her because she's in the band. They'll wreck the band, and it'll bother her brother, so nobody could date her. So she was dating Tony Canal, who's in the band. No one knew this at the time. So they're going on, and she and she'll admit that she was out of her mind, madly in love with this guy, and wanted to be with him for the rest of her life, have his children, kind of thing. So she's in this group, and uh, she's singing backup. A couple of people sing backup right now, which makes me think of Mickey Thomas singing Elvin Bishop. Elvin Bishop's fooled around and fell in love. He was the backup singer. So she's a backup singer, and then tragically, the lead singer kills himself. Man, now. She and this other guy are kind of like trying to be the lead singers of this ska band. It wasn't taking off too much at the time. She mentions the fact that grunge was really happening at the time. So um, she's kind of thrust a little bit more towards the front of this group now to do this. And then it gets worse. So I don't know if it can get worse than someone killing themselves, but for the band, her brother Eric decides he's going to leave the group. And they're really very tight. They're very close. So he quits, and then Tony Canal breaks up with her. Rough time. Yeah. All at the same time. It's a rough time. Her brother leaving and Tony Canal breaking up with her. And I'm like, how are you feeling about that, Tony? And uh, <laughs> makes me again think of a Rob Thomas uh, song, uh, the rest stop song. We'll talk about it another time. But So now, she, so here's what happens. The most interesting thing, Greg, and this is about trying. We talked about people not doing things because they're afraid. Right. And, and, and sometimes because people say, one of those fears is, I don't know how to do it. Don't yeah. know if I can. I don't right. know how. I don't even know what to do. Right. So I don't know what to do next. And, and so what she says then in this interview is, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I start, I start writing songs. I don't know how to write them. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't play an instrument. I found a focus and a power. And so Stern asks her, how did that happen? She said, it's from, it's from God. But basically she said, I, didn't, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to write anything. What did she do, Greg? Started writing. 
just did it. She just did it. She did it if she couldn't. Right. You do it if you can't. <laughs> and she just started writing songs. Yep. You don't get Hollaback Girl unless she writes it. No, you don't. Yeah. And so if you're afraid, just do it. Do something. I don't I, I shouldn't be skiing. First, I'm not even in shape. And if I fall, everything's gonna break. Oh. And uh, I'm not, one day I'll go fast enough to break something, I'm sure. But the number of people telling me that you can't do it yep. irritated me, Greg. That's right. And that's enough motivation. Yeah. To me, it's like, yes, you can. And you are. I was talking to my freshman year roommate, the great Brad Florian, who works at ESPN, and he works on the X Games. And I think those are hopefully will be going forward this year. That'll be great. They're usually in Aspen which yep. we should go to, Greg. I would like to do that. Yeah. I'd like to see Brad. Yeah. So I told Brad we're going to see each other this year sometime. And Brad reminded me, I told him about my lessons. I know he skis, and, 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 I, and uh, he told me he didn't ski until our freshman year, and that there was some kind of church outing where you paid five bucks, and they'd take you to the mountain, and you could ski at Sundance. And that's where he learned to ski, and I should have gone. Oh, wow. I didn't go. I didn't go uh, for all of whatever reasons I had. I'm sure they were all self-centered and ridiculous about but i didn't know how to ski didn't want to go do it didn't want to do something new was afraid to try it probably and be in front of everybody and being this incapable i actually want to it's funny because you have a lot of reasons why you don't do do things and maybe many times you don't want to share them because it's embarrassing it's like i'd actually would like to to learn to cook better yeah my wife is a really good cook and make allows me to be lazy but it also allows me to use it as an excuse because I know that she's way better than I am at that. And that when I start in my little neophyte efforts, it's, she's, it's going to get laughed at, you know, yeah. people going to know you, you suck. So what do you want to cook, man? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I mean, I do, I do like, um, it's, you know, we're one trick ponies. Definitely. You know, Italian food is what interests me the most. No question about that. I went, went this morning with, with my daughter, Erica, trying to go to, uh, Special bakery in Salt Lake City, which was actually closed because didn't didn't figure that out. But got there and went to another rest place next door, which sells Italian foods, purveyors of Italian foods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, we got some um, gnocchi and some um, tortellini. And I thought, I, my wife will make this so good; it'll be yeah, so good. Yeah, and, and that'll be great. But why can't I? You can, man. I got to I got to start doing that. Yeah. Uh, so, have I ever ever made my chicken for you? I don't think you have. Okay, man, we'll do that. Because a long time ago, first of all, um, when it comes to to um, making things, my, my wife, she's just fantastic at it as well, Greg. But what's amazing to me is that she'll make things she's never made when people are coming over. Yeah. I, I would never do that. That's That shows you're a little, yeah, co- you're I, a little, you're a little cocky. Maybe. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I can't. I wouldn't. No, there's no, no way. You so, got to be confident to do that. You do. You have to know what you're doing. Yep. So uh, my chicken is my go-to thing. Fair enough. Uh, a long time ago, we had a uh, an activity with a youth from church at my house, and we called it Iron Shirt, Iron Chef. <laughs> and it was a competition, uh, given the fact that these kids would be, most of these kids would go off to serve uh, as missionaries for the church, their church. You have to iron your shirt. You have to be able to iron your shirt, dropping things in the studio. <laughs> you have to be able to iron your shirt and then cook. So... We had a session where you were ironing your shirt. Then we did the chicken, which you know I which I took great pride in the fact that I had a bunch of these kids send me emails while they're in Australia and in Italy and other places saying my chicken's a go to. There it is. They make that chicken. That's awesome. So now that you mentioned it to me, I've got I've got to get some uh, my chicken breast out of the freezer and make that thing. But 
you can't, you just have, you have to do it. Like I made ribs the other day, smoked some ribs the other day and tried to do a different timing and a method of the terrible, Greg. You know, it's terrible. It's interesting because I, I talk about my wife and say, you know, um, she can do all these things. So over the last few weeks, I've had a little more time at home the last week or so than, than usual. And she starts making things in the kitchen and I'm like, you know, doing the useless stuff of throwing stuff out and bringing in new ingredients and doing whatever she wants me to do, cleaning things, but not substantively advancing the quality of the food in the slightest. And so I say to her, so how'd you learn to do that? Because I know a lot of it is not, I mean, she does a lot of stuff from her own, from her family, but the stuff we were talking about, it's not something she grew up with. So how did you learn to do that? And she's like, I just taught myself. I said, well, how did you learn to do that? And honestly, she said that, what's his name? Um, Mr. Kick It Up a Notch. Emerald Agassi. Yes. She said the channel that you used to help support, uh, that she, you know, a lot of stuff that you would learn just watching from that and from others, you know, and just, and just like what Marianne's doing, just having the guts to just try. So I got to start doing it. You do, man. So, uh, by the way, happy to do that with you anytime. Love yeah. to do that. Love to cook. Um, I, I, I don't cook a lot, but I do enjoy it when I do it. I was supposed to say that Emerald Agassi is somehow related to my wife's family. Is he really? Yeah, there's a, there's a rumor about that. Um, I'm supposed to mention the Casavants as well. They make organs. Uh, I didn't mention it uh, before. No, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, so the Casavants, uh, it's another whole story. But um, <laughs> interesting thing in Legacy, Greg, and the Food Network is that they really didn't become great until they moved on from him. Yeah. And, and part of it was you, you get stuck. Yep. You get stuck with that, and you, you have the same people, the same person doing this thing. You have to figure out how to reach out. And, and you're afraid because ratings are good, and why would you ever stop at Emerald Legacy and figure out how to get to the next person? But this is the theme for this year that we're going to keep promoting. Well-founded hope, not being afraid, facing those fears, whatever doubt you might have, and trying to do something you haven't done before. Focus. So, so before we go on, and this is one, one last thing from your time at uh, Food Network. Um, tell me if you know who has raised, just announced a few weeks ago, who has raised $21.5 million for restaurant workers across the country. If I had to guess, I would guess it's Guy Fieri. It's Guy Fieri. Yeah, that's amazing. $21.5 million, AJ. Yeah. That's people, a lot people, of money. People talk, 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 talk. This guy's out there. Yeah. I always liked him, and I know some people think he's brash, but I, I, I've always just enjoyed the guy, but I love him now because that's what he does. I, I, love, the, I love his business. I love his, his brand, the, the idea that he goes around, and basically, Henge, he just makes people better known for their business. Yeah. And he, and he, he puts, almost always puts them in a good light. He's out there just making people aware of people across the entire country. What a wonderful thing to do. But look, that's 21 and a half million bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You know, so he's the, what is he a product of, Greg? He's a product of um, the, um, um, gosh, what's it called? Star, Next Food, the Next Food Network Star. Star, yes. I think he was number two. I think he was. Look at the second year. So you have a show that's basically a competition show with an individual who wins that who gets their own show after that. But if you're not good, you don't stick. Yeah. And, and most of them don't stick. They're there, but not with that, not like this guy. Yeah. So we, we went to the um, Miami Food and Wine Festival that Food Network would uh, co-sponsor, and, and he was there. And they're all there. Jada and the rest of them are all there. And, but he's a, just a huge personality, Greg. Yeah. Huge. So yeah. Marianne walks That's good. <laughs> so she walks up to the bodyguard like, does guy speak Italian? Like that's going to be our end, <laughs> man. We're going to go the guy. Uh, now I'll tell you who's really. I don't know if you ever seen um, 
Alton Brown. Yes. Very nice guy. Yep. But Michael Simon. I love Michael Simon. He's the nicest yep. dude in the world, Greg. Yep. He was so nice having a conversation with him. They had a thing called, called Burger Bash, and you get to taste these burgers. And they make, some of them make them really small, so you can have a bunch of them, and you get to vote on it. He was the nicest guy to talk to, really. Yeah. And we couldn't get too close to the guy. The bodyguards were, were holding us off, really. Didn't talk to him. Was in the elevator with Jada and her husband, Todd. Uh, my wife wanted to know why I didn't talk to her. I think I told that story before. <laughs> that wasn't great. But, but Michael Simon, great guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice man. So, 2021, we're talking about Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. We're talking about trying to do new and different things, and we'll give you updates on that. We're going to talk more about hope as we have. Remember, you can find us on InJag Official on Twitter. It's Never Just a Game Official on Facebook, and it's Never Just a Game on Instagram, where every week Ariana does our social media and puts that stuff out there for us. And um, and we, you can always send us a card or a letter to NJ at it's never just a game dot com and Greg at it's never just a game dot com. You can find us there. We'll talk more about hope as we mentioned. We'll talk about business, book. Are we going to talk about book, Greg? Yes. Yeah. Because this, the, I mean, really, where we are right now, if we think about this, I was just counting. What, this might be episode, I don't know, thirty-seven, something like that. I think it's yeah, it's in the thirties, isn't so it? So we're thirties. Like, yeah, we're close to ten months into this. Yeah, we got some great interviews. We've enjoyed them. The fact that we're talking to some of them even after this thing has been fantastic, and it's great fodder for the stuff we're thinking about doing. We'll get more interviews in the new year. Yes. We have. Um, I've been out of town, and then uh, basically we're giving people space to be with their families right. for uh, the holidays. So we'll kick it back up in January. We'll start with our guests again uh, sometime in January. Yep. So it's been a great calendar year. Has it been? 2020? <laughs> it's, it's good that it's coming to a close and we'll start fresh in the new year. Yeah, so um, this is It's Never Just a Game. I'm NJ Pesci. And I'm Greg Pesci. And we'll see you again next Monday.